Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get get ready to get get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hey everyone, it is Gabby here. And on this week's episode of the podcast, we are starting our brand new series, the panel episode series. Before I tell you about them, I will just start with an acknowledgement of country. So I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which I am recording and editing this podcast today. That is the Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nations. I would like to pay my respect to the elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay my respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who are listeners of the podcast. So this panel episode series that we're doing is all about getting students on from different universities, telling us all about the course structure and what it's really like to study medicine at that university. Each episode, we're going to focus on a different state to help you sort of compare and contrast the different options you have for studying medicine. So the goal of this is to really help listeners who are applying for medicine this year. The GEMSAS application window has opened and it closes at the end of May. So um, it's all about helping you really figure out what your preferences are and, and what uni is best for you. So this isn't a be-all and end-all resource by any means, but hopefully it just gives you a bit more of an insight as to what it's really like to study at those universities. So this episode is the first of the series and we're focusing on New South Wales. So we have Gabby, who is a first year medical student at Macquarie University. Tom, who is a second year medical student at the University of Notre Dame, Sydney. And Catherine, who is a first year medical student at the University of Sydney. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you find some of the information useful. And thank you to Tom, Catherine and Gabby for joining me on this episode today. Hope you enjoy. All right, we'll just start with Gabby, the different Gabby, not me, the Gabby from Macquarie. Did you want to start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey into medicine? Yeah, sure. So like, I'm Gabby. Um, so I did a Bachelor of Biomedical Science at Monash University, graduating in 2019. Um, and so through that, I sat the game set three times, twice in my second year, once in my third year. Um, and I interviewed for Notre Dame at in my end of my third year, didn't get in. Uh, so then I got into a Master of Audiology, did that for a year. And then my highest game set score was going to expire. So I was like, I'll just apply randomly. Um, and then managed to get an interview for Macquarie in my like first year of audiology um, and then got accepted. And so now I'm like, uh, say goodbye to audiology, finish halfway through um, and now studying at Macquarie. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, and Tom? Uh, hi, guys. So I'm Tom. Um, so I was similar to Gabby. I did my undergrad um, at Monash University. Um, so I also did a Bachelor of Biomedical Science, um, but I completed that with a minor in history. Um, so I found that during my time at Monash, I tried many different things um, and I really used the breadth that were available um, as elective subjects. Um, so I found that works really well for me. Um, I got to learn um, a lot of different areas um, and 
also um, have a really good crack at them. Um, I think this kind of mix allowed me to volunteer a lot as well. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to be part of the founding of Halad um, to Health, which we're talking on today um, with Eliza. And I've been serving with the board of directors since then. Um, so for me, um, I used kind of those breadths um, and those um, other interests as part of my application um, when considering my portfolio. Um, and this is basically to show that I was able to kind of apply thinking beyond um, just solely the scientific disciplines. Um, so that's something that I kind of focused on. Um, and I think that that's a common thread with a lot of my um, peers at Notre Dame now um, who all share um, a similar mindset. So kind of going on from that, um, I sat the GAMSAT twice um, and then worked on my portfolio. Um, so I was fortunate to get a at the end of my third year of Biomed in 2019. Um, and then, of course, very lucky to get offered a spot um, following that. So I moved up to Sydney at the start of last year, uh, which was an interesting experience um, and have been at Notre Dame since then. Beautiful. Thank you. And lucky last, Catherine? I'd say that my journey in medicine was a pretty, like, typical, not very, like, interesting journey. Um, so I did my undergrad in, uh, did in anatomy and histology. Um, I did my GAMSAT twice, uh, once in first year in the September sitting, and then once in second year in the kind of, oh no, once in second year, once in third year in the kind of like online COVID space, which was fun. Um, I applied to Sydney Uni and to Melbourne Uni, um, and I got an interview for Melbourne um, but I'd already got my conditional offer for Sydney Uni, so I decided not to do that and then to just go through to Sydney. I didn't actually have an interview this year because Sydney has gotten rid of their interviews because of COVID, which was fun. So I didn't have to do that, which was a big breath of fresh air. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Things have changed quite a bit in the last 12 months, especially in the med application field, which is what we're going to talk about now. So each uni has their own sort of different requirements to get in, different thresholds and different things that you need um, for your application process. So we're going to talk through that now and what these three different unis, how they differ. Um, Gabby, would you like to start us off with Macquarie? Yeah, sure. So the places that Macquarie offers is only full fee places. So we are paying currently $70,000 a year, but beware, you can't, you can't actually put it onto fee help for your first two years. I think that's where it maxes out. Uh, so yeah, that's one thing you really got to consider when, um, if you're going to apply to Macquarie, uh, is definitely the full fees. Uh, in terms of the cutoffs and what you need to get in, uh, it's pretty typical in terms of the fact that you need to get a minimum of 50 in every section and like above 50 for the GAMSAT. GPA is probably about a five out of seven or like a wham of 65 um, and then an interview. And then we also had to do a personal statement, which was just two questions on international placements. So if I could give like a rough guide, so the average GAMSAT for the last three years for entry was about 64, um, and then the GPA was about a 6.5, if I remember correctly, from like my first week at uni. Um, and then the personal statement questions, uh, I think it was like asking about the benefits of international placement, um, and then the cultural differences you experience with international placement and what you would do to overcome that or how you would address that in your actual practice. So yeah, um, oh, the thing is like, which is really good about Macquarie in terms of um, like the application is that 
to get an interview, they weigh your GAMSAT and your GPA 50-50, as long as if you complete the personal statement, statement satisfactorily or something. Um, and then once you've got the interview, they like knock out your GAMSAT, they don't look at it again, and then it becomes 50-50 with GPA and your interview. So that, that was something that was surprising to me when I was like, I actually found out, I only found out about that, like waiting post getting in. So like that was something I wish that I had known because it took a lot of pressure afterwards, which is really weird. Yeah, that's definitely something I didn't know, but good to know for anyone interested in that university for sure. Um, and Tom, what about UND? Yeah, so um, this is uh, this is an interesting one. So obviously I go to uh, the University of Notre Dame uh, and so I'm at the School of Medicine, Sydney. Uh, and so when I applied, you had to apply individually uh, for the School of Medicine, Sydney, um, as opposed to the School of Medicine in Fremantle. Uh, so they're two separate institutions um, when you're applying through GEMS House. Um, that is, however, changing. To the best of my knowledge, um, there is currently a transition of combining um, the school into a national school of medicine um, at the University of Notre Dame, Australia. Um, so that's something to check um, and to probably um, have a look at a bit further if this is something you're interested in. Um, and I would also encourage anyone interested to um, check the exact details. But to the best of my knowledge, the rough breakdown is approximately 50% Commonwealth supported places, um, about 40% or so full fee places percent bonded medical places. Um, so these vary, I think, year to year, but that's generally the breakdown. Um, and uh, something worth noting um, that has been um, communicated is that the full fee place is subsidised um, heavily at Notre Dame, um, representing, I think, approximately 150,000 for the entire, entirety of the course. Um, so most of that is actually under the fee help cap, um, to my knowledge. Um, so that's something that if you're interested in, um, would be worth doing more research, um, but I thought it might be relevant to mention. Um, so the application process to Notre Dame is a portfolio uni. Um, so this is something that's um, um, emphasized by the uni is something that they hold in pretty high regard. So the breakdown in your application is um, a third GAMSAT and GPA, a third uh, portfolio, and then a third your interview. I think these three combined um, will determine whether you get a place or not. That's, that's to the best of my knowledge. Um, I think these things change. Um, so you apply through GEMSAS with your portfolio. My advice for anyone looking at a portfolio uni would be starting um, a lot earlier than you think. Uh, it takes, <laughs> takes a long, long time. It's a hot minute to try chase up um, relevant references um, and people to support you in anything that you're claiming you've done. Um, and so finally, I might just mention a bit more about what a portfolio entails, um, because this was something that took um, a little bit of time for me to get my head around. Um, so a portfolio is basically an opportunity um, for you to represent your achievements um, or milestones, which aren't necessarily confined um, to your undergrad academic results. So these might be sporting, they might be musical, um, leadership, service or volunteering. Um, it's basically an opportunity to try um, communicate to the university what sort of person you are because um, that's something that they like to select for. So yeah that's just a little bit about that um, and I'll hand it over to Catherine. Okay thank you. So um, the University of Sydney application has a few similarities between the previous two unis um, but is a little bit different in some aspects. 
So we also have Commonwealth supported places and bonded medical places. Um, something that we didn't really mention is that um, our uni also has really, really good um, rural and indigenous um, entry pathways into medicine, which is something to look at if um, you fit into either one of those categories. Um, so the application process is basically as follows. So you use your GPA as a hurdle. So once you have a credit average, then everybody kind of gets put on the same playing field. And then from there, in the typical years, you would go into 50% of your 50% um, waiting on your GAMSAT score and then 50% waiting on your interview. Um, obviously, in my year, they, we didn't have an interview, so it was slightly different in how they, they weighed us up for that. I know there have been a few changes for 2022 where they're still not doing the interview because of COVID. And I think they've added a statement or something, but it would be a good thing to check out as well. Um, I also just want to echo what Tom said about the application uh, process being really long. Um, and it also has a lot of key dates um, that they're really strict on. Um, so just pay attention to that. Every uni usually has a breakdown and like a timeline for you to follow. So as long as you follow that, you'll be right. And we also don't have a portfolio. So that's the difference with us as well. Yeah, definitely an important note to look out for the key dates. I know Sydney is surprisingly early um, and yeah. lots of people miss it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is um, a bit scary. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also with portfolio writing, Halad are going to be running a free webinar in the upcoming weeks. So listen out for that. Um, just tips and tricks on um, how to write an effective portfolio, basically. But we'll move on to the next question now, which is one of the key defining features, I think, between universities um, and choosing between universities is the actual course breakdown. So clinical years, preclinical years, and what the actual course looks like. So Gabby, did you want to talk us through Macquarie's course structure? Yeah, so um, Macquarie is pretty, it's, it's a very new university, so it's changing a lot. Like our first cohort graduates at the end of this year. We have had nobody at, in internships yet or anything, so we have no idea what's going to happen for us. Um, but what the what my year is currently looking at for like my next four years is the first year, so MD1 is preclinical. Uh, it's purely theory. We're going to go through all the basics of like the heart, the lungs, all that jazz. Um, and then MD2 is it's classified as preclinical, but then we have one day a week in the clinic that's on the university. So because we have the uh, on the campus, we have the university hospital across the road from us. So it's uh, we get to like work in the clinics pretty quickly. Um, and then MD3 and MD4, both clinical. Um, but for MD3, you spend six months in India. We have a um, partnership with the hospital over there. So we do six months placement over there and then six months placement in the University Hospital or the Royal North, North Shore Hospital in Sydney. Um, and then MD4, from what, from what I understand, because it's constantly changing, it's eight weeks, like either internationally, locally, rural, wherever you want to go. Um, and then so that's like your elective placements and the rest of it's just general placements in the hospital. Yeah. Beautiful. That um, India placement sounds pretty cool, which is definitely um, a standout feature for Macquarie. Yeah, no, definitely. It's really keen to do it because like, it looks like I might be the first year to go. So, oh, you'll have to tell us the four one one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, and Tom, what about UND? Uh, yeah, so Notre Dame follows um, uh, a structure of um, the first two years being preclinical primarily, and then the second two being um, clinical uh, placements for pretty much full time. 
Um, so this is just the structure of the course. Um, so the in your first and second year, there are a number of placements, um, despite it being preclinical. So there are some GP placements, um, some surgical skills sessions, clinical skills, um, various site visits um, to pathology labs, um, allied health and rural trauma week. Um, so these kind of give you an insight into what's kind of going on without necessarily being um, in the hospital per se. Um, and I think something to mention during kind of the preclinical years, so the first two is that the societies and interests um, surrounding Notre Dame are just prolific. Um, I'd say there's probably half the cohort um, on some form of committee um, or organising some sort of interest. So this is really a time where there's lots of student-run events and kind of interests surrounding um, the various areas of medicine before you're actually very busy with being in a hospital. Um, and then the clinical years are a third and fourth year, um, as I mentioned, and there are a number of locations which I can kind of get to a little bit later, um, but there are kind of options to be placed rurally um, in New South Wales and Victoria um, and clinical schools in both Sydney and Melbourne. Um, so there are a variety of options, a variety of placements um, that students at Notre Dame can undertake. Um, so that I'll handle back over to Catherine. Thank you. So again, we have like a few pretty significant um, differences between the unis in terms of clinical and preclinical years. So Sydney Uni is a little bit different in that they don't specifically have like two years allocated to preclinical and then two for clinical. We kind of start in clinic in first year. So this year we'll be doing one day a week in clinic. Um, and then next year we'll move to three days a week in clinic. And we also have a rotation, a GP rotation, where we spend an additional day per week um, in a GP office. And then third and fourth year are full-time at um, the hospital. And fourth year makes up our pre-internship sort of year, um, which I've really enjoyed so far. And lots of opportunities to go to different clinical skills all around, uh, clinical schools, sorry, all around um, Sydney, which has been really good um, for us so far. Yeah, beautiful. Um, you said sort of sounds like the new UniMelb model before COVID hit. Um, what they plan to do, I should say, um, with the first year integrating placements straight away one day. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really good. But yeah, now moving on to the last part, um, which is going to be my favourite question. It's basically what sold this uni to you? So what's your favourite part of the uni at the moment? Or what sold you to put that as um, as the university that you want to go to? Um, yeah, Gabby, did you want to take us away? Yeah, so actually, I actually didn't know where Macquarie was until after I applied. I had to Google it. I thought it was in Queensland when I first applied. Um, so I kind of just put it on because I had a lower, my because my game set was only 61. So I was, I put it on because I was like accepting like lower averages. I was like, okay, maybe I can talk my way in as opposed to like using my grades to get in. Um, and then actually once I got in and like started researching a bit about it, I was like, actually, I'm really keen for this. Like, like I mentioned before, we have that six month stint in India and they really encourage global, being a global doctor, which is one of my big passions. Um, so yeah, that also helps that our hospital and clinical school are right on site. So uh, we have like easy access to the physicians that we, our lecturers and everything that we have to like talk to, which is really nice. Um, then I suppose like another big, like, 
draw for me was a small cohort. I only have 60 people in my cohort. So I've been at uni about six weeks now. And I know everybody. Like we are such a, like it's just tight knit. I'm already feeling the family. And because I moved from Melbourne to Sydney, um, it was, so I needed that family. And I found that like that instant family, which was really nice. Um, but I will say like, I, I had to weigh up a lot. Um, I, I'm going to bring the negatives here a little bit. So I had definitely to consider the fees um, when I was moving. I'm like, yes, India is a great draw, but I, I will have to pay for it. Um, which luckily it is included in the fees, which is nice. Um, and then the fact that I actually don't know what the gist is with the internships, like how easy is it for a Macquarie student to get an internship? We won't know until our first year gradu graduates, which we have to wait a year for. So next year's cohort might have a bit more of an idea of what's going on, um, but we still have, to, I, I won't know. Um, so yeah, I think it's, whilst it's like all these great things on a small cohort and the uh, um, India placement, you really got to weigh up like if you're going to consider the fees and if you're willing to have such a new uni um, coming through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's some really good points that there's there's pros and cons to every university. You're not going to find a perfect uni. It doesn't exist. So you have to figure out what's best for you and figure out your priorities and what's most important. Um, but it seems pretty good so far. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good uni. It's, everything's like so fresh and new. It's like, like, mm. It's like such a, like, it's, I think the university in general is new. I think they've only got three faculties there at the moment, which is ridiculous. But yeah, so it's definitely something like you say, pros and cons to everything. And it's just sitting down and making a list and figuring out what's best for you. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know Macquarie was that new. I thought it was around for ages. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Tom, what about you with Notre Dame? Uh, yeah, so I'll just probably mention uh, a few things and just leave them out there for whoever's listening. Um, so I'd probably um, say that for me, probably the biggest thing about Notre Dame are just the people um, because it's such a, a process uh, with the portfolio. Um, you have such a mix of backgrounds. Um, so, you know, you've got people who have been CEOs or athletes and mature students and, you know, playwrights. It's just such a mix of people. Um, but I think, you know, all those kind of different tangents just make for such good, um, conversation and clinical reasoning. So I, I really love that. I think the people are really supportive and really positive. Um, similar to similar kind of um, Gabby talking about, we've got quite a small cohort of 120, 130 in most years. So um, that's another plus in my eyes, um, becoming quite close with everyone in the year. Um, and the spiral curriculum is something that I think Notre Dame and University of Queensland share in common. Um, and whilst it's been a bit weird to start with, um, it is actually, I find it quite a good way to learn. Um, so it might be worth doing some research on if, if you're interested. Um, and then the final two I'll probably just mention are, I mean, the location in Sydney is fantastic. It's in Darlinghurst, right opposite St. Vincent's Hospital, um, which for a bit of trivia, 37 years ago today, performed the first heart transplant in Australia. So, um, oh, yesterday, sorry. Um, so it's pretty incredible, you know, you're surrounded and got some great links with incredible institutions. Um, and those um, are also evident in their flexible clinical school locations, you know, from Wagga, Wagga Wagga to Hawkesbury, um, Ballarat, and of course, lots of options in hospitals in both Melbourne and Sydney. Um, so these are just a few, few brief reasons um, um, why you might consider 
Notre Dame being a good fit for you. Absolutely. Happy birthday, first heart transplant in Oz. Very fun fact. Thanks, Tom. Um, and Catherine, what about you for you, Sid? Okay, so mine, I think the biggest draw for me would have been the clinical exposure, um, honestly, from like week one. I think going into clinics, pretty intimidating. And I still get quite into, like, I haven't been at uni for that long. And I still get pretty intimidated walking up to the nurse's station and being like, hi, <laughs> I'm a medical student. Um, but that's made me feel a lot more comfortable than I think I would have otherwise. Um, so I'm really liking that so far, the clinical focus, especially next year, getting to spend significantly more time there, I think is, is really going to help me, especially with applying, um, all the sort of scientific medical knowledge that we're learning to real patients, I think is really valuable. Um, there are a few different clinical schools that you can get allocated to. I know my clinical school is really close to the uni, which is great for me, um, but other people have their clinical school close to their home, um, which is good for them as well. Um, but sometimes people have to do a little bit of travel, which isn't always ideal. I think also the opportunity in third and fourth year, we get for some of our placements, we can do interstate placements and also overseas placements. Um, hopefully if willing that returns, um, but that is an option as well. Um, the downside compared to what everyone else was saying that we, is that we do have a really large cohort. So I think it increased this year and we have 320 students this year. So I definitely don't know everyone. Um, but I do have like a good group of friends um, so far, which has been really, really helpful. And yeah, that's you, Sid. Beautiful. Yeah, every uni's got their own perks. Um, but hopefully this helped uh, the listeners who are considering the New South Wales unis um, and helped them compare it a little bit to hear your stories. So thank you all for coming on and answering all the questions um, and for providing all of that useful information. It just puts it in one easy spot for all the listeners. So I think it's really helpful. So thank you all. Um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of, some of you have weeks off. <laughs> some of you don't, sorry. Enjoy the rest of uni week. <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Go well, guys. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.